Hey everyone, welcome back to Pure Skin Talk. Today I am going to publish my episode on permanent makeup and microblading. I did this interview with my girlfriend about a month ago and these are services that she offers that I do not. So I thought it would be fun and interesting to learn more about it, especially if you are looking to get the service done, then she gives you guys a lot of great information, um, you know, how to look for somebody and um, what to watch out for and all those things. So um, take a listen. Let me know what you think. This one's longer than most of my episodes, but like I said, a lot of great information. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at pureskinoc.com. Dot com. Um, I'm also on Facebook, but um, I now will only be posting on there like once a day. So if you don't want to miss out on anything, make sure you follow me on Instagram. You can also check out my website at pureskinoc.com. And don't forget to join Patreon, um, especially if you're a professional, because there's lots of great information on there and more stuff is coming that I'm excited about. So check it out. Um, you can, there's a link on my website, so you can go there or patreon.com slash talk. All right, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode um, and I hope you all have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back to Pure Skin Talk. Um, today I'm going to do something a little different and talk to um, my very good friend who's an esthetician. Um, her and I went to school together and um, her name is Bree. Say hi. Hello. And she has a business in Huntington Beach, which is about 20 minutes from me, but Huntington Beach feels like an hour from anywhere. <laughs> um, so we don't get to see each other as much, but we're always texting and, and whatnot. Um, but she does some things that I don't do. So I thought, um, you guys would benefit from the information that she can provide. She does permanent makeup, um, microblading, which I just found out are the same thing. Um, I thought there was a little bit of a variance, but there's not. Um, and then we're also going to talk about lash extensions because I think everybody's, um, crazy about that, but that's going to be on a different episode. So today let's talk about permanent makeup and microblading. So what made you want to get started in doing that? Um, you know, I always loved, um, something about permanent makeup. I don't know what the draw was to it, but I think even before I was an esthetician, my mom was the first person that I knew of that had uh, permanent makeup and I was my just mom too was yeah so I was just like in awe of that going I want to do that but at that time um it was out of my range on numerous levels like uh time <laughs> for one yeah. um and money played a huge deal in that um so yeah then uh I just I don't know. I kept thinking about it, and that was the draw. I just... But you were an esthetician. I was an esthetician first. first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, what's the difference between permanent makeup and microblading? Let's start <laughs> with that. Oh, how I just love that question. Um, a lot. Um, well, what's the difference with permanent makeup and... Um, wait a minute. Microblading. Nothing. Nothing and a lot. Do you know... Um, okay. So, let me explain. Permanent makeup, microblading is permanent makeup. Anytime you implant pigment into the skin, it is permanent makeup. People don't want to hear it, but it's a tattoo. So as soon, that's one of the very first things I tell people when they come in for a consultation. They go, I don't want a tattoo. And I'm like, well, 
It was nice meeting you. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> um, you, no, just kidding. I don't, I, but it is a tattoo. Um, people just word it differently to, um, it's a marketing thing. It's, to me, it's always a marketing thing. You can call it different names, but it is essentially permanent makeup. So it just uses a different modality for us, a different tool um, to get pigment into the skin. Um, do I think one is better over there? Yep, I do. Permanent makeup? <laughs> permanent makeup. Um, well, I think, personally, I think using a machine, a rotary machine, a coil machine, whatever it is they call it, digital. I like that as opposed to the tool that is used um, to do microblading. Okay, so let's talk about the mi microblading. Mm -hmm. So if an esthetician can do microblading, that doesn't necessarily mean they can do permanent makeup simply based on the tools that's being used. You're not necessarily trained in both, you're trained in one. Well, you. so estheticians and permanent makeup artists are two very different things. Permanent makeup artist, uh, you are in where we are, we're in California. You are a body art practitioner, completely different than esthetician. So just take, you can take esthetician off of the table. Did I say esthetician? I don't know, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to, but to me, to me it just made more sense, you know, when you're an esthetician and become a permanent makeup artist. Um, I, I don't know. Some people, I think, have a problem with that. They're like, oh, well, you should, you're an esthetician. You should be an esthetician. Not every esthetician should be a permanent makeup artist. And not every permanent makeup artist needs to be an esthetician. That that it's argument goes back and interesting forth. Interesting, because I think a lot of people are um, have uh, misconceptions about what we learn in school as an esthetician. Absolutely. And makeup is like last on the list oh if it's even touched right. and if you remember um you weren't always there on Saturdays but <laughs> I wasn't allowed to be on the floor yet and but I was the only person who knew how to do makeup right. because I had gone to makeup school Very and so different. they let me on the floor Very because different. nobody else could do it because okay. we're just not trained no so just no. because you go to aesthetic school doesn't mean you can then do any kind of makeup by the way <laughs> I mean <laughs> permanent or not <laughs> you know how I feel about that esthetician school I don't know, nine times out of ten, you just learn to pass your state boards. Yes. What you get after that, it, it, you know, the knowledge that you get, you chase. You. Yes. You chase. You, you, you pay for with time, money, and sometimes both. Most of the time, both. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. You know that? Absolutely. So, so yeah. Okay. So, permanent. So, if you're, if you can do microblading, that doesn't mean that you can do permanent makeup same right thing. same thing but that doesn't mean you can do it because it's a different correct. tool correct Absolutely. okay so so now you'll see this um i don't want to say shift and i don't want to say fad but this um uh it's getting popular where they say okay well we're going to switch you from microblading to machine so that's a whole marketing thing right again for education but that needs to be because a lot of people like you know back what i don't know how how long has microblading been a thing i feel now. like it's more recent like in the yeah, last like few maybe years three right years three years yeah. or so so and everybody and their mother is doing it now. right now is now you have to ask well who doesn't microblade right and it's actually really scary considering what we do to the skin or what you know the harm that 
you can cause with using this tiny little tool. Yeah. So It is a tiny little tool, you guys. It's not even a machine. <laughs> no. It looks like a pen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has needles on it, but it looks like a pen. It's right. crazy. And I mean, there's another misconception. You got to see the needles, and a lot of people think, well, because it's in the name, microblading, people think it's a blade, and mm-hmm. it's not a blade. At all. But you say microneedle, and then, then again, that takes us to a whole different thing. Right, Because exactly. microneedling is, you know. More skincare. Right. It is, to me, it's really interesting, and I thought they were very different things because I thought, because microblading has become such, like, a thing now, mm-hmm. I thought these people are being trained to microblade. They're not, it's not permanent makeup, but it falls under the same umbrella as far as, like, regulations and stuff like that, right. but I thought it was different. I thought microblading was sure. less permanent. It was sure. Like, a temporary. That's a, and that's a huge misconception. Microblading is permanent makeup microblading is they use you simply use a different tool to get the pigment in the skin okay so let's talk about we'll just now we're just going to switch we're just going to be talking about permanent makeup because now you guys know it's the same thing okay so let's talk about how do you go about finding somebody that does a good job i mean you can see their instagram but nobody's going to post um, oops, I messed up here, <laughs> but come see me anyway. You're only going to see their good work. Right. So you follow them for a while, so you see consistency. Sure. But still. Well, I mean, and that that is, you know, you can argue that too because I <laughs> don't post. You never post. I, ever. I'm you guys, horrible. she's really good and she never posts. She's crazy. <laughs> I never <laughs> post because, well, you know me, you're like, can, Brianna, just be quiet. I will talk and talk and talk and talk. Um, that's just me, you know, getting to know my clients, me getting my clients to feel comfortable with me. But before and after, everything is word of mouth with right. me. Um, uh, so you can talk. I would rather someone sit and talk to a client of mine Mm -hmm. as opposed to a picture because pictures, and that's a huge problem in this industry, people steal them all the time. Mm -hmm. And then everybody's like, oh, watermark it, watermark your stuff. Um, If you're any good at Photoshopping, then that's not a thing. Right. Right. So there's, it's a huge problem. So, um, (laughs) I don't... Talk to somebody you know who has had it and make sure that they're happy. But here's another tip that I learned from one of my clients. Uh, She got microblading done, loved it, thought it was really great, had to go back. I don't know the the time periods, but had to go back for retouch. And then the girl totally messed up her brows. Mm -hmm. And she ended up doing color in where she didn't want her brows to be. And then as I, I just learned today, went too deep. And so now it's been three years and she still has this um, red color on her brows and she's like a blonde. So all of it went wrong, but she was happy with the first visit. So it's like, why wouldn't you go back if you're happy? Right. So you need to find somebody who's happy with the person they go to and then wait. Make sure they're still happy after the second time they go back. Well, that's, that's my advice. And that, and and my advice is exactly you know just touching on what you said. Look, you have to wait for healed work. That's the true uh, outcome. It. Can, I mean, there's so many things I can touch on right there. So you talked about um, client not liking or or loving for let's start there she loved her her brows right Mm -hmm. well anytime 
almost every time, unless they really messed it up. Every time you leave, after you've been microbladed, you will love the work. Um, you know, if that, that, with that being said, like, you know, you and your client agree to the shape. You as a professional choose the color of the pigment. Um, but when you leave, so say, say all that is done. The color of the pigment is great. The shape is great. Um, you leave, it's going to look perfect. You love it. Oh my gosh. The strokes look nice and crisp. They look like hair strokes. You can't tell the difference. Well, wait six to eight weeks. That's another thing. You don't know how long to, you know, to go back six to eight weeks. Never touch anybody before that time period because your skin is still healing, you know? Right. So, so I think that's where another good thing where estheticians come in and, and those, you know, permanent makeup and estheticians aesthetics don't normally cross but as estheticians we know how long it takes for the skin to heal so it makes sense to us to as estheticians oh no you have to wait six eight weeks whereas somebody who doesn't know skin is coming in and they're like oh yeah come in in four weeks come in in three weeks and then they touch the skin again that's causing so much more damage so it's like causing injury to an injury injury to an injury on top of an injury that that hasn't heal right you don't even know what it's going to look like so because a lot of times you know clients can pressure us into uh making them look perfect and in actuality you're just messing it up even more right so uh let's see what else was so as a client i think you have to go with your gut and then visually too be comfortable with the person that you're choosing i mean what do we look for you look for uh a few things you look for certification uh, make sure they're quick. certified, guys. Please make right. sure they've had some I training. Mean, I mean, and here's the thing: you you want to be certified, absolutely. But realistically, there's no such thing as a certified permanent makeup artist. You and I could sit and teach a class, and that's yeah. the scary thing. Right? There's not as and far as California goes. Is it different in different states? I mean, every there's not anywhere. a lot of regulation. No, every all. and no, barely, yeah. barely. And you know, and that's a that's a good thing. That's a bad thing. Some people don't want to be overregulated, but yet at the same time, we need we some need some guidelines, of, right? Guidelines. So that way, not everybody just goes out and sticks needles in your face. Absolutely. I mean, I am. I can actually go and go do a tattoo on somebody. Right. I have never been trained, but Correct. legally, I'm allowed to do it yes that's to me is scary that is so something else I wanted to touch on that uh before I forget is um picking color Mm. because I know that when I was uh in makeup school and just learning um because somebody could have brown hair uh brown eyebrows Mm. which is what I have but there's so many different color browns and then you could be like okay well this color matches this person's brow and then you put it on and all of a sudden it looks more red or it looks uh, darker or it looks too light it changes because everybody's skin is so different oil bait like all that all that can make a difference so how is a that that was is one of the reasons why I don't think I could ever do permanent makeup I love you. It scares the crap out of me to think that what if the wrong color goes on my skin? Sure. And How do you know? So now take that even a little further, Devin. Like you as a makeup artist, but any makeup artist or, or just the regular person, you and I can use or, you know, I can have another person of the same ethnicity here 
with me. Mm-hmm. You can put the same, or you know, the same, not necessarily ethnicity, the same color. You're like, oh, Brie, you're tan. You know, let's pull another tan person and put this brown on them. Ah, it kind of looks different. the same, but you put it on. <laughs> now, take it, like I said, take it further. As makeup artists, we put makeup, you put makeup on the skin, right? As permanent makeup artists, we put it in the skin. Right. So now you have two different colors coming into play. Mm-hmm. You have the color of the pigment that you're going to use and uh, we're not transparent. So right. Right. It's not going to be that color. Right. You you have to take the undertone. Right. You have to and and that's huge. I mean, I don't think people are, people know about undertones. And I mean not a lot. And I mean even still with as long as I've been doing it, um I hate to say struggle, but that's what takes me forever like I will I will totally err on the side of caution and you know everything cools down when it's put into the skin right so we we warm we call it warm it up so you put what's called a modifier as like an insurance say you know something because you know the color wheel Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so you know what what modifies uh blue what do you put in to modify blue so you take that color and you put just a tiny little drop in it so that ensures that your your pigment that you're putting in the skin isn't going to turn a blue color. Right. Or So it becomes more than just picking a good color. You kind of have to know the color wheel. Absolutely. And you kind of have to understand how skin might change. And know so that skin is there's a lot to, to learn. Yeah. And I don't know that everybody's learning these things. No. And you can't. You cannot in the, in, in two, in the two-day courses that are offered a lot it's it's they're offered a lot they're everywhere mm-hmm. and and they're them. and they're not uh they're not inexpensive courses they are for a lot of these girls you know five thousand dollars three thousand dollars they can run anywhere from that from twenty five hundred dollars to five thousand dollars that's serious money for a lot of people right of course you know and that's not including supplies supplies <laughs> and i mean and we can go into that another you know with another podcast or whatever you want to do another question but I mean yeah it's just more than uh just what the class is going to teach anyways you're not going to learn in two days there is no way you're going to learn everything you need to cut into someone's skin right and that's what's scary so a lot of times you you just have to do the research what are you what are you looking for so you know, kind of going back to what we started, you want to check, how do you check your and choose your permanent makeup artist? Of course, certifications. Um, and look for reputable companies that they have trained with. And then you have to look for licensure of the uh, county, um, city sometimes, and insurance. You know, I hate to, it's something that we don't really want to talk about, but insurance, if something goes wrong, because it very well could, mm-hmm. um, how are you covered? Yeah. You know, not only as a client, but as the practitioner, you need to cover yourself. Accidents happen all the time. Right. So those are, I say, the three things, certification, license, and insurance. I would also like to add, just as on the other side of it, is how long have you been doing it? <laughs> I don't really want to go to somebody who's been doing it for three months. Right. Because you haven't seen all the things that can happen. Right. And so, I mean, that's barely that's that's barely coming out of doing it once on somebody. I mean, and it was hard for me to get that start because everyone starts somewhere. Of course. You know, and, and that, again, that being said, 
I can have someone right across from here and she's just got the knack for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Yeah. Or vice versa or whatever. Right. Um, you really just need to sit, take your time, I would tell people. That would be my, you know, advice. If you don't choose me as an artist, I'm not hurt. I mean, I'm not devastated. Right. You know, I, I understand. I'm not made to have everyone as a client. Right. I think that works the same as being an esthetician. Not yes. everybody, you're not going to mesh with everybody. Yes. You're not going to like their approach. Yeah, or, I might or not be your artist. Yeah. And I'm totally fine with that. Right. But my, my advice would be, it's going to be on your face. Right. Now, people can say, oh, it's semi-permanent. It's not permanent. Regardless, you're going to be walking around with it for a good amount of time. This client's been walking around for three years with eyebrows she hates. Yes, and that, that breaks was, my heart. Because it's permanent now. They right. went too deep. So I think there's a lot of things to consider. So, yeah, don't rush. Find yeah. somebody that you know you like and can trust because your friend tried them first <laughs> don't be the guinea pig guys right, yeah. um okay so we kind of talked about that i mean how long does it last it's you know permanent semi-permanent but the color does change and that's why you have to go in for touch-ups right yes and what is there approximate or is everybody different everyone's different and and people say oh well everybody says that but let's touch on why they're different your lifestyle are you out at the beach or you know what what's your job do you swiddle are you a personal trainer or do you sit down and are you in front of a computer those two different lifestyles absolutely are they're gonna have um you know effect on how how you heal and i say you know i don't i choose those two but one you know personal trainer you're sweating all the time you know, sometimes a lot of these personal trainers use boot camps and they're outside all the time as opposed to someone who is inside a building, not sweating and not exposed to UVA and UVB rays. Right. Okay. So, so it does vary from person to totally. person. Is there approximate, like can we say, I mean, about three to six months, six to nine months? For, for how long it lasts? Yeah. Oh, well, so anywhere from three to five years. It's going to be in your skin forever. How it looks now is a whole So maybe my client has two more years left and it'll be gone? (laughs) Cross our fingers, right? Okay, so let's talk about cost. Sure. So that varies too from where you are and from experience. What's the approximate in Orange County? So I've seen it anywhere from $350 and I go, to $1,000. And I go, (laughs) So $350 is too little? I mean, three fifty, I think, is average. Okay, but a thousand is your a thousand is your no a thousand. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not at all. You're like Uh, that's what I charge. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna get there. (laughs) A thousand is, I mean, I've seen fifteen hundred from Beverly Hills to uh, New York. Right. Sorry. Beverly Hills to New York. It depends. Some people perceive a low price as not great work. Right. So, I mean, then there's some people who charge 350 and you're like, oh my gosh. Right. Really, I have to take into consideration how much does it cost me. Right. And how much is your training worth? I mean, look at that. that. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, you have you to have take a lot of training. all of that into consideration. Right. So maybe look at their certificates versus what they're mm-hmm. charging. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I only right? see one. Why are you charging a thousand? Well, average, I would say, is $500. Okay. And that's for one session. That's for, uh, that's for the first session. One session. Yeah. Some people add their, or include their uh, touch-up visit or their, some people call it their perfection visit. Okay. Um, it's all about spending it. It sure it sound better. is. It sure is. But I mean... I mean, sometimes 
people don't need that touch up because they heal so well. Okay. So, you know, if you if you say, well, it's $550 and it includes a touch up, that client may say, well, I paid for it. You know, you I you, so does that mean in a year I get a touch up? Mm, no. You right. know, so you can you can spin that however. So read the fine print. Find out read exactly what you're paying for, what you're getting for that. And all that. Absolutely. Okay, so um, how uh, an appointment time? And I know it can be different for everybody. Again, um, a lot of these questions are very individual, but um, because some people might just need a little bit, and mm. some people might need an entire eyebrow. <laughs> so it can range from what, like an hour to. So I always block out at least two hours. Now you'll hear. I've heard some artists say, "Oh, I need an hour," and I'm like, "Well, great. That that could you know you could have." five years experience, 10 years or 30 years experience. I don't know, but I'm not going to have a client in here and be worried about what's coming in after and trying to rush this client because a lot of times they come in and their nerves are kind of already, you know, you're on edge. You're like, Oh my gosh, are you a little bit nervous? And sometimes they're not, but they have questions Mm -hmm. regardless of whether you had a consultation. I always have a consultation, but even if you've had that, you know, consultation, they come in, it's the day of. These women are getting their faces tattooed. And I will tell them that. Listen, this is a tattoo on your face. You know, and sometimes I joke. But if that scares them away, then it's they not weren't the for right you. Thing. Yeah, exactly. So, so to answer that question, I block out two hours, two and a half hours. Sometimes I have, sometimes I use it all. And sometimes I have a half an hour to actually... Rest, go. eat lunch, <laughs> breathe. breathe. <laughs> um, okay, so if you, um, I don't know what my next question was going to be, but it sure sounded like I had one, didn't it? <laughs> sure, yeah. um, oh, this, I know what it was. So um, we've talked about the, the micro-ability in the brows and all that. Um, is this kind of all the same for like eyeliner or lipstick or... It is absolutely permanent makeup is permanent makeup. Okay. Yep. Um, now you do. I know you numb. Yes. Your client. Yes. Um, so they're not feeling. Anything. I mean, if they feel anything, it feels like you're being tweezed. Oh. Okay. Um. Yep. And then, and I mean, and then again, some people feel it more than others. What causes that? It could be the time of the month. So you know, I'm more sensitive at that time. You know, hormonal Most changes. Women are, yeah. uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And I also recently heard that Asians mm-hmm. have more nerves in their face really? than everybody else. Really? Yeah, I heard that when I was in my training for the ThermoClear. Oh, I love and that. And I was like, why oh, that makes that? sense for my, that Asian client, I did that one time, why she felt tortured. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I then felt really? bad. Yeah. I wonder why. What I don't know. There? They just have more nerves in their face. Interesting. I don't know. You can't have everything, and they don't age, so <laughs> they have to feel things more. I was gonna say <laughs> they have to suffer just a little bit more. Right, something just not have just perfect skin. <laughs> but actually, I was gonna say I love uh, working on Asian skin because I feel like they have, in my experience, perfect skin for microblading. Really yes, interesting. Very. And what makes perfect skin for microblading? Not large pores, not oily. So those are, you know, the candidates for... for pe- yeah, let's not, talk about that. Right. So not everyone is a candidate for microblading. So because that word is so out there and everybody is talking about microblading, oh, so-and-so did microblading, so I have to... Um, microblading isn't for everyone. If you have oily skin, it's not for you. If you have bigger pores, it's not for you. If you sweat a lot, I don't think it's for you. <laughs> um, just people with oilier skin 
really generally not good for. Okay. Because these are, fra- I say they're fragile. They're fragile little hair strokes. You've seen it. I showed yeah. you how to. Yeah, yeah. She was showing me the, what it. the strokes yeah. look like, and it's it was really interesting, and um, I. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Even if I got the numbing cream, I'm such a baby. I don't want to do it. Um, okay, so one last thing, because okay. I think we've kind of... Covered everything. Covered enough of it. Oh, you know, okay. people yeah. might have questions, but... Okay. Um, what um, about removal? Mm. I know there's the saline. So there's saline, and there is laser. I'm not... So in California, you have to be a an nurse, yeah, an RN, or a doctor, um, I've heard that laser is not always that great. Nope, it is. It's kind of like laser for sun damage, because not it always great. It changes the composition of your skin. Period the end. So you're going to it's like scarred skin. You know, you you're so so there's laser and there's saline. Saline is what I use that I've been trained in. Um and it's like a hypertonic saline solution. And what that does is the same way you put that tattoo in is the same way you're going to take it out, except you're not using pigment. You're going to use a saline solution to uh, absorb all that pigment and draw it out. It's kind of a, um, it's a long process because it's, it's the whole healing process that you have to go through. Your, your skin is going to look like, you know, there's a big scab on it. And that's how it's drawn out. Right. But worth it if you have, Absolutely. like my client who has... It's the safest. If you're trained properly and you use their right products, it's the safest, most effective. Okay. Yeah. That's what I had read a little bit about it, and I had read that laser wasn't that successful. And that just scares me in general, just because right. I've just been hearing a lot of negatives about laser yeah. recently. So I was like, I don't want to take a chance where I've, it's already screwed up. I don't want to then, like, let's just right. see if like this a, works. Right. Then it'll look just like a scar that right. the shape of a brow. Right. Unless it's it. the wrong shape of your brow, then it <laughs> looks like somebody just went crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So give um, everyone your information on how they can... Um, reach you and just remember guys she doesn't post a lot but when she does <laughs> they're good <laughs> well thank you um brianna goodall i am in huntington beach as Devin said um the name of my business is called the beauty room i am off of beach boulevard in ellis and at the five point shopping center uh in huntington beach Social media? So she doesn't even know. She doesn't even use it. So she doesn't even know she's supposed to give it out. (laughs) Um, uh, Let's see. On Instagram, I am the Beauty Room OC, and the same for Facebook. So contact her there if you want um, to come in. I really, I highly recommend you guys. I um, Anybody who's been listening knows that I don't recommend other people a lot. So when I do, I mean it and I trust them. Her and I did go to school mm-hmm. together. If you trust me, then hopefully you trust my recommendations on another esthetician. And I definitely, even though you don't need an <laughs> esthetician to be the permanent makeup. But anyway, she's great. I totally recommend her. And um, I think that... Um, you will love her when you meet her like I do. Um, and then we're also, I'm going to talk to her about lash extensions too. So wait for that next um, podcast. I think it's going to be a good one. It will. Thank you so much, Dev. Bye.